Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 254. We're looking at Acts chapter 12, verses 11 through 17. Let's read our passage. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from all that the Jewish people expected. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. He knocked at the door of the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, and because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the outer gate. You're out of your mind, they told her. But she kept insisting that it was true. They said, it's his angel. Peter, however, kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Tell these things to James and the brothers, he said, and he left and went to another place. Well, this is the scene where Peter has been arrested. King Herod Agrippa has decided to start persecuting the leadership of the Christians, He executed James and saw that that pleased the Jews, so now he's going to go after Peter and trying to win favor with the Jewish leaders, particularly the Pharisees. Peter was arrested, was in the prison, and was about to be brought out the following day, presumably to be executed, but an angel appeared and freed Peter from the prison. Now, Peter thought it was a vision, and so he really was not very with it. The angel has to tell him, get up, put your shoes on, put your coat on, walk this way, and and guided him out through the the doors that uh, miraculously opened, brought him out into the street, and then the angel disappeared. And that's where we pick it up here, verse 11. When Peter came to himself, now, so obviously Peter has just now come to realize what's going on. He's thought this was a dream, a vision, and now he's out in the uh, open air at night. He said, Now I know for certain the Lord has sent an angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from all that the Jewish people expected. So now he realizes, oh, okay, I'm, I'm free. I've been uh, set free by an angel. Herod was intending to execute Peter and all to please the Jewish leaders. Verse 12, As soon as he realized this, He went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. So he's out on the street, and he's got to figure there's going to be a search party looking for him any minute. So uh, he beats feet over to the house of Mary. The, The Christians didn't have churches, and there were too many of them to meet all in one place. They met in house churches. They met in in various houses, and one of them, presumably nearby, is the house of Mary. And it's a large house where several of the believers had been assembled. And it's described as Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark. Normally when you introduce people, you introduce them by their parent. So you would say, John Mark, whose mother was Mary. But in this case, Mary is introduced by Luke here as the mother of John Mark. Reason being, Luke's audience was later than this, you know, several years later, and at that point, John Mark was well known. This is the Mark who traveled with 
Barnabas and Saul on the first missionary journey. This is the the Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark. So Mark's famous by the time uh, Acts is distributed. So that's why Luke chooses to introduce Mary by way of saying, oh, she's the mom of that guy you know, Mark, John Mark. And it says that the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. Well, we were told earlier, back in uh, verse 5, Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently to God for him. So probably people all over Jerusalem praying, but particularly many of them are gathered here at the house of Mary and were praying. Not just praying, but fervently praying. Verse 13, he knocked at the door of the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. Well, obviously it's a large house. It has a courtyard area outside the house, and then a gate to the street at the outer edge of the courtyard. So he's knocking at the outer gate, the gate to the courtyard, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. Now, Rhoda's a Greek name. It's a fairly common name, and a lot of servants had this name Rhoda. It literally means rose. So Rhoda came to answer the gate in verse 14. She recognized Peter's voice and because of her joy she did not open the gate but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the outer gate. Okay, so we could say Rhoda's a little uh, ditzy here but late at night uh, Peter didn't understand what was going on. Now Rhoda doesn't understand what's going on. Peter's in jail, and we don't know if they realize that he's going to be executed the following day, but they've been fervently praying for for Peter's safety here. And so she is overjoyed that Peter's suddenly here, so overjoyed, so overwhelmed, she doesn't open the gate and let Peter in. Verse 15, you're out of your mind, they told her. But she kept insisting that it was true. They said, it's his angel. So Rhoda goes inside and says, Peter's at the gate outside. They say, no, he's not. He's in jail. He's about to be executed. In fact, he may have already been executed. And so, um, Rhoda, you're seeing things. You're hallucinating. And she says, no, 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 Peter's out there. Notice at this point says, well, let him in, I notice. But uh, she's insisting it's true. And they say, it's his angel. Now, the, the Jews at this point in time, most of them believed in guardian angels. Each person had an angel uh, assigned to them or some kind of spiritual double and that that guardian angel would appear almost like a ghost uh, if that person died. So perhaps they're thinking Peter is dead and his angel appeared at the gate. Now notice something that doesn't occur to them. They've been fervently praying for Peter because James has already been executed, and looks like Peter's about to be next. And they've been gathered in house churches, fervently praying for Peter. And, and nobody says, our prayers have been answered. They're saying, well, you're crazy, or it's his ghost, you're mistaken. Seems nobody says, perhaps God has actually answered our prayer. Verse 16, Peter, however, kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. You know, sometimes we, we hold out as a, a last possibility that God might actually answer our prayers. 
So verse 17, motioning to them with his hand to be silent. There's a commotion going on here. And there probably is pandemonium here in, in this house. Now, he motions to them to be silent so he can talk to them. But also he's probably saying, keep it down, keep it down. There's probably search parties in the street looking for me right now. So he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Tell these things to James and the brothers, he said. And he left and went to another place. So he goes to the house of Mary to tell the brothers and sisters in Christ that he's okay and to tell them what God has done. So he does, but he doesn't stick around because this is probably one of the places that the soldiers will come looking for him. But he tells them to go and tell James and the brothers. Notice this is who he tells the the people at Mary's house to inform them of what's going on. James. This is where James is seems to have taken over as the leader of the Jerusalem church. This is James, the oldest brother of Jesus. Whereas we've seen talk of the elders, the apostles, Peter has been seen as the, the leader of the apostles. And there's been this shifting to James as the leader of the early church. And that's a position he uh, occupies for some time as just the undisputed leader of the early church in Jerusalem. And says he left and went to another place. And nobody has a clue where that is. So Peter goes into hiding because the King Herod Agrippa is, well, out to get him. And we know Peter travels more. We know uh, Peter will go up to Antioch at some point. We know Peter spends his, uh, a good portion of his life in Rome. But as far as where he goes here, we have no clue other than he went to an undisclosed location. So for here, this is almost comedy in its writing. The angel comes and busts Peter out of jail. Peter doesn't know what's going on. And the angels happen to guide him. Put your shoes on. Put your coat on. Grab your coat. Come on, walk this way. And it's not until he gets outside he realizes what's going on. So Peter goes to the house of Mary and nobody there knows what's going on. He knocks on the gate. The girl answers the the knock on the gate and is so overjoyed she doesn't even let Peter in. Nobody will believe that Peter's actually alive and let alone out of prison. But then when they do see him there is great rejoicing. Now, one thing I know is, yes, there is great rejoicing here. Peter has been spared, but this section actually began with James was not. James was executed. And so this isn't a promise that God will deliver us from our hard times, that God won't let bad things happen up to us because God did not rescue James. James was executed, but God did rescue Peter. And all this is to say is that the point is following God and serving God and representing God. And whether he rescues us from hard times or doesn't rescue us from hard times, he will get us through the hard times and all for his glory and for his purpose. But know that he is in charge and he can make things happen. He does make things happen. And he does include us in the process. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue looking at the book of Acts.